Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. Welcome, everyone, to VO Booth Besties. We're here to help working voice actors get your most important questions answered by industry pros who know. Each week, we have a new topic and a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. Have you joined our weekly email list? Swing by boothbesties.com and shoot us a message with your email and we'll get you added. And if you haven't joined our VO Booth Besties Facebook group, join us there too. As usual, if you have a question as the interview goes on, simply drop it into the chat and we'll do our best to fit it in. Now, without further ado, let's meet our guest. Over to you, JT. Thank you. Gina Scarpa is an accomplished professional voiceover artist and coach. She spent decades in radio broadcasting and voice acting and is proud to have voiced national TV and radio commercials, video game characters, and corporate content for some of the biggest brands in the country. Some of Gina's happy clients include Nintendo, Snapple, Cinnabon, Vistaprint, Burger King, and Xfinity. Her video game credits include The Walking Dead and Genshin Impact. Gina is an award-winning teacher and director and was previously named the ACE Educator of the Year by the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County in Connecticut. She is also founder, owner, and creative director of Positive Voices Studio, which provides casting, audio production, and writing services for clients as well as educational programs for kids, teens, and adults. So in short, Gina does all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Like, <laughs> I don't think there was anything left off that list, oh my Gina. Gosh. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're going to have a great turnout. We're still pinging people and everybody down below ping people because this is going to be a great interview. So, that resume, that bio was <laughs> quite impressive. And I know that's like only scratching the surface. I know when you bios, we do the highlights. So I know you've done so much more. So for those who are new to you, do you mind giving us kind of a brief synopsis of how you found your way into voiceover? Yeah, sure. So I grew up as a theater kid and um, my parents were actually, they're still married, but they directed together for almost 50 years um, and they uh, retired in 2019. And I grew up performing, but I, I would always get very nervous on stage. I'm a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of an anxious person. Um, when I got out of high school, though, I found radio and it was perfect. It was like I could perform with no one looking at me and it was great. So I was on the air in Connecticut and New York for almost 10 years. When I left radio, I went to entertainment reporting. I became the editor-in-chief of two really big reality websites, reality TV websites, and hosted a podcast. And somewhere in there, I kind of started to miss radio, but didn't really want to go back to it. So someone suggested trying voiceover online. I didn't know anything. So I just started on Fiverr with a terrible USB microphone, just kind of having fun. Um, and it wasn't until the pandemic, until 2020, uh, where my sister, who's an equity actor in the city, took a voiceover course uh, through Actors Connection and said, you should really try doing this like for real, professionally. And honestly, I was just doing it as a hobby. Um, but I took some classes, started getting coaching. By the fall of 2020, I had my uh, agents in New York and LA. By the end of that year, booked my first national commercial. And it's just been <laughs> nothing but crazy ever since. That is a fantastic story. I love it. <laughs> You know, that's you and JT both share that. She has a very storied uh, radio background as well. And I think that's so interesting that that is a place where a lot of voice actors 
come from because it is different. It's it's not one for oh, one. Yeah. No, it's yeah. different. And and honestly, like, well, you know, I mean, JT can attest, like, you know, we, we did commercials all the time in radio, but they just called it production and didn't pay us more. So I didn't realize that, you know, we should be getting paid usage. I didn't know anything about anything when I really started going professional, uh, you know, with voiceover. So, um, but yeah, radio gave me a lot of really, I think a really great foundation. It taught me a ton about audio editing. I learned a lot about being conversational from working in morning radio. I met a ton of people. So there were a lot of great things I brought in, but there were also a lot of skills I needed to learn as well. And some bad habits to break too. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not talking to the entire state of Connecticut when I'm doing voiceovers. Like, oh, I'm only talking to one person. I was very upbeat. I had a different name on the radio. It was Taylor, Taylor Gray. And for years, uh, every time I walked into the building or an event, everybody was like, hey, Taylor. And I was like, hi. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) That's so cool. My alter ego. We're all changing our names. We'll figure it out after the show. (laughs) I love that. So um, this is very cool. And I actually think you and I have quite a lot in common. I mean, we are clearly creatives and multifaceted, and I think that's fantastic. So when we when we started VOBB, one of the things that obviously we really focused on is we want to help not just new but working voice actors and really cover foundational things, but then how you can grow and improve and again, become that multifaceted uh, voice actor, be able to utilize things from other careers, um, other experiences, life journey, and and bring that to your job. Mm-hmm. Now, what many of our listeners want to do is get away from that full-time job and move into voiceover full-time. And one of the things that we had talked about when we were thinking of topics is how how do I even do this? Should I do it? How do I know I can? How do I know when I'm ready? What does this look like? And it can be a very scary proposition, right? To make with yourself mm-hmm. and with your your maybe your spouse, your family. So can you kind of talk us through, it sounds like you kind of are a little bit of an anomaly as far <laughs> as getting in when you did, how you did, and then what happened next. But for those who are still kind of in the grind, what do you tell them? I mean, the first thing we talk about, because I, I coach a lot of people and, and I, I do, you know, like you, I like helping new people, but I also like helping people that are already along the way and just trying to level up. So the first thing we talk about are just what are the benefits of being full time? I mean, you have obviously way more recording availability because you can do client sessions all day long. You have more time to market yourself and network. You're in control of your schedule. You have a little bit maybe more credibility only in that you're showing that this is your main priority. You can be your own boss and you're living your passion. So there's a lot of benefits, but it's very scary to leave the comfort of your full-time job to go full-time with voiceover. So, you know, there's a lot of questions that you want to ask yourself, I think, before you make that decision. And, you know, like you were saying, Jen, maybe you want to talk that over with family or, you know, friends or, you know, the important people in your life. But some of those questions might be, okay, like, what are your monthly expenses? Can you pay your bills? How long can you go before you really need money? Um, What about your career? Like, what genres can you book? Where are you getting your opportunities from? Do you, is your studio set up and ready to go? And then on the business side, like, how are you tracking your jobs and expenses? And do you know how to negotiate fair rates? And how are you going to market your business? And it can be a lot of things to think about. But for me, I don't really get overwhelmed by it. I take a lot of power in being a business owner and an entrepreneur. But I just think that it is important to sit down and take a real hard look 
at all of these things before you decide to make the leap. And honestly, I always tell people, I went full-time with people are like, what was your backup plan? I was like, nothing. Okay. What did you have in your savings account? Like nothing. I had like a thousand dollars. So I upgraded my crappy mic to a better mic, joined voices.com and was like, here we go. And that was it. So I'm not a great example, but I do try to help other people have better business sense than me. So let's, let's stay in that stream of conscious for a minute. So let's, um, you know, so we're talking about our client list. We're talking about our income, maybe how long you've been in business, you know, what, what your client resume looks like. Mm -hmm. Do you have the best way I can say it is kind of a, a, a fundamental checklist, a foundational checklist for talent, not literally, but sort of, sort of literally, um, of what they might need to have in place, like an LLC, like beyond, beyond the, I need to make money. Now we have to present ourselves as an actual business. That's where I'm going with this. So do we need to have an LLC, a website, certain demos? Do we need to have done certain coaching? Like, do I, what are kind of your sort of, um, yeah, this sort of checklist of probably want to think about these things in addition to, yeah, I can act. Like, that's great. Right. <laughs> that's great. And you can secure clients. But there's a little more to it than that. I mean, some things, I, obviously, I think it's super important that everybody has a website with demos that are downloadable. I think it's important that you have some kind of marketing game plan. Like, how are you going to reach out to new clients? It, it, being on internal rosters is, I think, such a key part of being a full-time voice actor. I mean, yes, you can make a full-time income from pay to plays and you can make a full-time income from agents. But for me personally, I like to diversify my little pie chart of how I get my opportunities as much as possible. Um, it's important to, you know, have an LLC, have tax forms ready to go. Like just today, you know, a client was asking me, oh, can I have your 2023 W9? And I just have it ready to go. Um, being able to track your jobs, either something like, you know, Google Sheets or Excel, or I personally use Wave for accounting. Some people use QuickBooks or FreshBooks. Another thing that might be important is just ways to track all of the daily tasks you have to do. And you might want to use a program like Monday or Trello or Asana, which is, you know, helps track your to-do lists and all of those things. Um, knowing rates is really important. So being like best friends with a GVAA rate guide or gravy for the brain and having your own internal rate guide that you're not sharing publicly, not putting on your website, not even giving to clients up front, I don't think, but just as a quick reference. Um, I think all of those things are really, really important. I'm not saying people have to go out and spend $3,000 on a million demos, but you know, when you're taking things full time, it, it's very competitive. And so you at least want to have one or two really solid ones to start and then kind of build from there. I'm a big advocate of growing as you go and snowballing things. So I think you can do a lot with a little when you're first starting out. The other thing is, and this is kind of, it, it'll sound silly. We don't have to go full time to be a successful no, voice. You, don't. you no, know, that's you the don't. other thing. You talked about having some kind of anxiety, um, you know, you know, early on and um, in your, you know, performing and whatever. But that's the other thing is we're sort of adding sort of a have to to this. And you don't yeah. have to. Yeah, no, you definitely don't have to go. I mean, you know, it's possible to make full-time money in part-time hours, right? Depending on like how successful you are, how connected you are, how often you're booking and things like that. And so like full-time is a really, it's like a weird, <laughs> like in a post-pandemic world, it's like a weird way of putting things because it's like some weeks 
I guess I'm working 40 hours. Some weeks I'm probably, I'm sure I'm working more. Some weeks I'm working less. Some days I'm like, it's two o'clock and I'm done for the day. Like it, I, when I say it, it's like, this is my first priority, but can you work a full-time job and be successful in voiceover? Absolutely. The, the thing that really makes it hard is just the directed sessions. But if you have a flexible job, it, like, especially if you work from home full-time and you can just, you know, kind of take, take an hour here or there and then make it up later or whatever your deal is with your employer, like you don't really have to go full-time necessarily. You could just have a full-time mindset without going full-time. That's exact. Yes. Thank you. And, and there are many people who probably don't, I mean, I think of Erica J. I think of, there's just several industry pros who are doing quite well and still doing another gig. I think what you made a great point full time. Yeah. It is a little bit of a misnomer. It's almost mm-hmm. more like, is this what's curious to say I'm full time? Is this what is paying the bills? Is yes. this my, you know, my main income? I think, yeah, I kind of almost wish we'd change that terminology a little bit. Um, but anyhow, so that excellent. Thank you. Now, yeah. when, and I don't know if you can answer this, but maybe for yourself, the experience you had, what should talent be prepared for? Yeah. When they're taking this plunge, is there a transition? <laughs> like it, does something change other than they're freaking out every morning? When they get up yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I think there's like probably four really major things to kind of be prepared for and be on the lookout for. The first one being uncertainty. I mean, when you, I remember my, my dad, uh, like I said, my parents directed together, but both my parents, actually my entire family are just all teachers. (laughs) Everybody was a teacher. And so my dad was a teacher and a guidance counselor for many years. And when I went full-time with voiceover, he was like, I just can't imagine not knowing like on a Friday if I'm getting paid for something or not getting paid, he just had a steady paycheck his whole career. So definitely the first thing is uncertainty and not knowing where that next booking is going to come from and cash flow issues. Like you might book a ton, <laughs> like just, I've been on a little bit of a hot streak, which is great. Um, but some agents and clients take like 90 days or more to pay. So you're just sitting around being like, well, I know I'm owed thousands of dollars, but it's not in my account. And I don't know what you want me to do about that. So you're sort of chasing people down. Um, you know, be prepared for more rejection. The more you audition, the more you get rejected um, and burn out a little bit because I think you can really easily burn out at this if you don't take care of yourself. And that's something that I've been really prioritizing over the last, especially um, two years, because in 2021, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune liver disease that doesn't have a cure. It's just always progressing. And it really taught me that, you know, without my health, I don't have anything else. So I'm always on the lookout for burnout. And some days I'm like, I'm done and I'm not doing anything else today. And that's the end of it. Wow. That was an excellent um, answer. Thank you. And, <laughs> and those are such important things. You know, we, I, I always, I, I usually key on, on audiobook narrators, though I shouldn't, that's not fair, but only because they sit, often sit and are in the booth, you know, mm-hmm. more than some other genres may be. But gosh, the health aspect, I mean, you're in your booth, you're sweating, you're, <laughs> you know, you've got to think about your vocal health. All yeah. That that's because that's what you're doing all the time now. You know, I realize I can go for hours and actually not talk. Like if I'm just working on the computer and different things like that. But when you mm-hmm. also are in a position where you're, if you're like, yep, this is it, this is all I'm doing. You can, your throat. Yeah. Your vocal health is really important too. So oh yeah. Great, definitely. Great points in that. <laughs> now, an important part of going, let's say go, you're going into voiceover 
I'm going to keep saying full time. We're going to fix We're going to fix this by the end of the interview. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come up with something else. We're going to come up with something else. But so this is this is my main source of income at this point. Uh, one of the things that is important to you is to set voice goals. Can you kind of talk to us like, what does that mean to you? What are some examples? How And then how can people go about like, what are voiceover goals? Well, I think goals are really important um, because they help keep you focused and motivated. They create positive routines. They let you track results. You know, goals help you figure out what you want in life. They help you avoid procrastinating. Um, they let you see the bigger picture and they put you in the driver's seat. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good when it comes to goals. And they're really meant to increase, improve, uh, develop, make, uh, you know, reduce or save something. So there's a lot of reasons why we might set goals. I will say, though, when it comes to when you set a goal and you're going to go after it, it takes over two months to form a good habit and have it become automatic. So let's say you set a goal of I'm going to audition, you know, 10, 10, I'm going to do 10 auditions a day, you know, but but that may take you a while to get into that rhythm and that habit. Maybe it's 20 auditions a day. Maybe it's that you want to, you know, send 50 emails a week for direct marketing, right? These are some examples of goals we can set, um, you know, and it can take as long as eight months right? And this is done by studies, shown in studies. It can take as long as eight months to form real habits that are supporting your goals. But the most important thing when you're setting them is that you follow this acronym called SMART goals. They're specific, they're measurable, they're achievable, they're relevant, and they're timely. Like some people just come out the gate and they're like, I want a voice for Disney. I have no experience. I've never taken a class. Like that's my goal, right? And it's like, well, that's a long-term goal, but what are some smaller goals that are you know, again, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. Like, what's something that we can do in the next six months that would support the larger goal of wanting to voice for Disney? So it might be, you know, taking some classes, meeting some Disney casting directors, you know, and, and things like that that would work towards that bigger goal. Um, but yes, I'm all about goals, and I especially bring them up like in the second half of the year every year as you know we are preparing for the the coming year ahead. Like, what are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? And how are we going to do it? Wow. I love the SMART goals analogy. That will be going into our, yes, we're going to be adding that to our list of things to do. I absolutely love it. So let me ask you, do you, are you part of an accountability group or do you encourage that as part of your mentoring coaching? Do you encourage accountability groups to help you stay on track with goals or is it more of a, you, you need to own up and, and hold yourself accountable? <laughs> so well, I, I have a coaching group. Um, myself. And so I, I run it and try to help people, you know, we meet once a month and we do a, a marketing meetup. And so we often talk about what your goals should be, what are people working on, what's working and not working. And I do like that because it does kind of hold people accountable if they <laughs> show up to the zoom and come that month we do workouts and workshops and other things as well. Um, and then, but personally, I would say really, I, I have my sister and then my best friend and voiceover Luca Pep, and we talk you know, I mean, daily about the goals that we're all trying to accomplish. Uh, my sister works with me. Um, she assists me in my personal voiceover career. She works with me side by side at the studio as well. Um, and she's an equity actor in the city. So, you know, having these two people that I really um, trust and we're all working in the creative arts together, that's been very helpful um, as well. And then I also will write it out sometimes, like I'll say what the goal is. And then go through the SMART acronym, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound, and write a sentence that pertains to that so that I know exactly what I'm working towards. 
Oh, that's a good idea too. Okay. Um, so marketing is obviously an important part of taking your career to the next level. You mentioned level up earlier, working with voice actors, and I like that terminology. Mm -hmm. What type of marketing has been effective for you uh, or, and, or what are you seeing as a whole for the voiceover community that seems to be working differently than it would have, you know, pre-pandemic? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, what's funny is I actually, so my degrees in marketing with a specialization in SEO and, um, as I was working in a family business and, you know, doing radio and all these other things, I was also raising my son. Um, and so I was working two, three, four jobs sometimes. So I spent a lot of time in corporate marketing as well. And that was very, I think, very helpful to me when I came into voiceover. Um, I do a lot of direct marketing. So I, I send a lot of emails. <laughs> um, I get rejected or ignored all of the time. I would say if you're getting like one to 5%, you know, response rate, you're doing good. So I understand if you've sent a hundred emails and didn't hear back, you're frustrated. It's like, yep, you and me both. Um, I, it's very tedious, but it's a very important thing to do. So I do that. I do social media outreach and try to connect with people, especially on LinkedIn. That's my favorite place to connect with people. Um, some people don't see the value in LinkedIn, but what I always tell people is, um, at the end of a long day, I go on TikTok to scroll funny videos of babies and dogs, and I don't really want to talk about work anymore. Um, maybe I go on Facebook to connect with my family. I go on Instagram to see what my friends are up to, but I have no reason to be on LinkedIn other than to talk work and connect with people. So to me, it's like, that's the best place where I try to connect with others. And then I also feel like I've made a lot of great relationships within the voiceover industry where people will refer me and the referral is king. And I, what I, what I really love is that they've come out of very genuine relationships with people. I'm not trying to get anything out of them and they're not trying to get anything out of me. It's just, you know, we like each other and we want to help each other. And actually I booked one of the most exciting projects of my career just like two or three weeks ago off of a referral. And so I think that there's a lot of power in that, but you just kind of have to be careful about how you go about it. Cause some people, uh, I can, I can definitely tell when someone's trying to hang around me just because they're trying to get ahead <laughs> and then they got to go. <laughs> yeah, we may or may not have experienced that, <laughs> you know, but you know um, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, do. I do, but you know, you have highlighted, I'm, I'm, I'm pitching myself a little bit here, which I don't normally do, but go I'm ahead. actually going to be speaking at the One Voice Conference. And one of my sessions is all about networking, connecting, and generating leads. And Love you it. hit on something that is just so vital that I will be reiterating <laughs> is that relationship building part. Yes. And I think that's, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to circle back to it. You know, when you are someone who is like, I'm ready to do this more, I'm ready to level up. You know, one of my, one of my, that's so interesting. One of my it wasn't a highest paying job I've ever had, but it was one of the most exciting at the time mm -hmm. because it was an international luxury hotel chain. And I did all of their phone messaging. It was from a friend of mine from high school and she worked there <laughs> and it was 100% referral. And I was like, oh my gosh, I mean, we have a relationship, but it, that was it. And it's one of those things where the relationship counts. So when I talked earlier about, you know, bringing your past, where, where have you worked? Where have you, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you have all of these life experiences that you can tap into, but to your point, not to just hold your hand out and be like, sign this contract and pay me. 
it's no, let me remind you, maybe you didn't know I'm doing voiceover now. And, you know, and, and there's an opportunity to really tap into those relationships, but you're right. It has to come from a place of genuine connection and not just gimme, gimme, gimme that. No, a hundred percent. And I'll tell you, like when I, one of the first classes I took, um, I took so many classes with Actors Connection and in 2020, I feel like everything I made, <laughs> I just paid it to Actors Connection. And I was taking classes with every agent and every casting director that I could, you know, viably pay for. And um, I took um, a dubbing class with Darren Dunstan, who is the casting director for Yu-Gi-Oh! I loved it. Um, it was It's one of my favorite classes I've ever taken. Darren's phenomenal. And there was a guy in the class who friended me on Instagram and was like, you're, you know, you're really good. I was like, you're really good. <laughs> and we ended up becoming um, friends. This was like in the early summer of 2020. And he referred me to my first agent in New York. And, and he didn't really know me. He just thought I was, he's like, I can't believe you're not repped. I was like, I don't know. I'm just like trying to figure my way out, like through this world. Um, but he referred me. And if it wasn't for him, I, I, I don't even think, I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. It was just a very kind gesture that I've tried to pay back to him many times. Um, and I'm super thankful for it, but it was just someone who saw me in class and believed in me and gave me a shot. And then that agent listen to his referral. And it literally meant the world. It changed my entire life. I mean, I make six figures now and I, I just, I mean, it's all just this one person and he probably didn't even think it was a big, he's like, yeah, sure. I'll refer you. And, but it changed everything for me. Well, and, and that's just it. You know, people get very, um, this can, you know, it is an isolating industry. It also is a very self-centered, um, you know, industry. It's like, it's me, it's, I'm alone. It's my voice. And, you know, we can, <laughs> It can become very um, me, me, me. And yet we hear people just like you and, and me and different experiences where you're like, you know, no, I, I actually did help out a peer, a colleague. I actually mm -hmm. did give a referral. I did offer up a job. I did it just today. And I'm not saying that because of this, but an audio book a certain type of, of, excuse me, a publication came up and I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if this is not even, and I sent it to a colleague of mine. I was like, you should check this out. I mean, I, I gained nothing from it, mm -hmm. but this person, this colleague popped into my mind and I was like, uh, if this doesn't, if this isn't already done, you should go pursue it and send them a sample <laughs> and like do the thing. But part of it is if you don't participate in the giving part, right? If we don't support one another, if we really don't look at this as like really a really giving community it is it, it mm -hmm. won't come back to you you know like and, and not, you know it's not a tit for tat but you're just you're just landing on something that i think is so important that it's not just relationship building with the client it's not just a relationship building with somebody mm -hmm. who can pay me it's also relationship building amongst colleagues with production houses with local studios with there's just opportunities for to work with people, to connect with people who are even adjacent, just parallel to what you do. They may never hire you. They may never have a reason, right. but maybe they know somebody, you know? So anyway, you're really just, gosh, you're really driving home some fantastic, <laughs> fantastic points. Well, um, thank you. So before we head into, we're almost at the half hour point, let me ask you another question that I think ties into this beautifully is, you know, we're, we're setting goals. We've decided like, this is what we want to do. We really want to just make voiceover to be what we're doing as often as we can and making money. And now it's 2023 and there's <laughs> 10 million quadrillion zillion people trying to be voice actors. The economy yeah. is in a tough place and mm -hmm. we're kind of feeling the burn a little bit. Right. So can you, can Gina, the inspirational leader, <laughs> 
provide us with like what do we we're in a slump yeah what do we do what do we do how do we get over it do you have some tips and tricks for us there well i'm kind of a weirdo because i mean of course i get stressed like everybody else and i i mean i go through slumps you know as you know often and i have to deal with them as well but i sort of get excited by them and when someone comes to me for coaching and they're like i'm in a slump and i don't know what to do like i get very excited i start talking super fast and just rolling through a million things they could do and people are often surprised they're like oh my gosh like i feel like i'm i'm overwhelmed with the amount of things i could be doing so i always say if you're in a slump like you got to acknowledge it you got to accept it and you got to attack it everybody goes through it even the best voice actors, celebrities, everybody. So it's not just you. It's important to go easy on yourself and get organized and start small, but there's a lot of things you can do. So what I say is let's take action from within. So we can start by, let's say, updating our website, our profiles, our casting profiles, rewrite your bio, add a new clip, whatever. Track down any projects you've already booked. If you voice something lately, go find it. Check in with clients, anybody that you've worked with in the last six months at least, and then you can refill your sales pipeline by finding new people to reach out to and updating your spreadsheet. You can also generate new leads by working on your marketing list. You can get yourself on LinkedIn. You can even just Google best ad agencies. And my favorite topic, SEO, which will get you through any slump, you'll never be bored if you are working on your website and your SEO and building out more and more content. Um, and then finally, just, you know, authentically networking and connecting. You're in a slump, we'll get social on social media, take a workshop, find an accountability or cheer group, come to events like this. And even though this sounds counterintuitive, like stop talking about voiceover and, and like spend some time with family or pets or travel or whatever else, because sometimes this can feel very all consuming. And, you know, for me, it, it's just, it goes from the minute I wake up until the minute I go to bed and sometimes at three in the morning when I wake up. And so sometimes I just need that break. But honestly, when you're slumping, there's so many things you can do. It's like, yay, time. Time is the one thing we, we never seem to have enough <laughs> right. of, right? And well, then all of a sudden, lots of it. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden it's in your face and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> but okay, real quick, we are at the halfway mark. So let's do a quick room reset. If you've just joined us, we are VO Booth Besties. Our goal is to help working voice actors get their most important questions answered by industry pros who know. Tonight, we're joined by voice actor, coach, and SEO expert, Gina Scarpa. <laughs> Back to you, NJ. Well, thank you. So that was, yes, like, oh my gosh, you, I'm the, like, you. oh my gosh, we should just, we should be friends more, Gina, because <laughs> you and I should. just have very similar brains, because, uh, yeah, when, whenever JT and AB get stuck, it's like, okay, what do we do? And I'm like, all right, here we go. And yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can, you're not kidding. You go down that SEO rabbit hole, you're not coming out. You're not coming no, out. No. I mean, oh, there's so, so, so much you can do. So one of the things that, and what I like about what you said too, is sometimes the knee-jerk reaction when you're in a slump, and I'm going to say is to spend money, but yep. I mean... I need to go do more coaching. I need to do the workshop and I need to do the thing in the thing. And rather than maybe taking that, taking it a step back and going, you know what? You've done that. You did, you did the work. You did that. You spent that. this. This is beyond, this is a not that, that part's a non beyond, you know, beyond your control thing. But like you were talking about sitting down and doing emails, doing some research or getting away, having coffee, you know, get just, take that brain break. And that alone can revitalize you 
which I love. I love. Oh, 100%. Percent. Everybody always wants, I'm guilty of it too. You, you immediately think you should be spending money somewhere. And that's not true. There's a, there's so many things you can do that don't cost you anything except your time and move you forward in a really healthy and positive way. But I have been guilty of doing that. I'm like, oh, I'm doing a new demo or oops, <laughs> I signed up for a new class. <laughs> and it just, you know, I can't help myself sometimes. But when I'm really rationally thinking about it, and especially when I'm helping other people, I'm like, you, you don't need to, you don't need to pay $250 for that workshop to read for 10 minutes. That's not what we need right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? To just that was a little Zoom. too on the nose. I, uh, on, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I sit on Zoom on mute for two and a half hours and, and I'm East Coast and it's like a West Coast workshop. It's like 1145. I'm like, I need to go to bed, please. And then you get to the end of the workshop and they're like, we're not really casting right now. And you're like, ah, like what, did, what yeah. am I doing? Thanks a lot. Yep. Yeah. Thank Got you. to do that read. <laughs> so as part of just your, yes, many, many hats that you wear, Tell us a little bit, because I'm kind of excited about this. I haven't heard you, I haven't been on any podcasts or any interviews with you talking about this. Talk to us about Positive Voices Studio. This sounds very cool. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Positive Voices is, uh, so I started it in January of 2020. And what it was originally was a vocal performance studio for kids in my hometown. And, you know, nothing like starting a business in January of 2020, because that went south real fast. Um, and so, um, you know, in March of that year, we sh- we had so many events planned. And honestly, it breaks my heart when I think about it. But all the kids, you know, we all got sent home. And I was sitting around thinking about what to do. My sister had suggested, you know, me do voiceover. And I decided to start teaching the kids how to do voiceover from home on Zoom. And started slowly transitioning Positive Voices into a voiceover studio. And lo and behold, my little talented kids from my small hometown in Connecticut started booking projects with Walmart, Target, Nintendo, PBS. Two of them dubbed a movie. Just recently, one of them voiced with Disney, Lego. Like, it's just been crazy. Um, And so more and more kids started to hear about me um, who had bigger agents like DDO, Stewart, Vox, um, things like that. And so I started coaching kids. Um, and then that turned into me um, coaching and working with adults. And then that turned into me having a roster of talent um, where, uh, you know, I book people on jobs pretty regularly. And I just sent out an audition today to a, a bunch of guys who did an awesome job. So we do casting. Um, we do audio editing and writing. My sister and I run um, the company together, uh, which is makes sense because we've been working together our entire adult lives. Um, yeah, and we do educational programs as well. And um, it's, it, it has turned into this really beautiful thing. And I will say that even though my kids got, you know, we all got sent home in 2020, um, I ended up coming back to see them um, outside every single weekend for the entirety of 2020 from um, Memorial Day weekend until the very end of the year. And we did five outdoor performances and many of them to this day still do voiceover and really enjoy it. Wow, wow, wow. So. <laughs> The takeaway here is JT and AB, you are not replacing me with Gina's sister because she also <laughs> sounds like the cat's meow and you're not getting rid she's of me best. yet. <laughs> no, she's great. She's the best. She's, she's helped me. She helps me in so many ways and really like we complement each other so well, but she has amazing attention to detail. She's like a top, she always has been a top student. Um, and it works and she has her master's degree in English. So, you know, she's extremely helpful and she helps catch all of my little mistakes. <laughs> when I'm reading scripts, she proofs all my audio and she's like, you definitely said the wrong word here or you skipped this phrase. And I'm like, oops. So she keeps me in line and um, she's just, you know, 
without her, I, I also would just not be able to do voiceover at the level at which I'm doing it. I don't think. Nice. It's always good to have that backup. And right? helps your sister. I mean, right. I always say, what kind of big sister would I be if I didn't make my little sister work for me? <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a couple questions from the chat. Yay. Um, I'm going to actually start with Alicia's question. She wants to know how to beat overwhelm, especially as someone who's neurodivergent and feels the struggle of so much to do. Like, where do you begin? I definitely feel the pain. Um, I get overwhelmed and stressed very easily. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like the more successful I am at voiceover, and I'm very thankful, but say like signing with ACM this year, (laughs) the more pressure uh, gets piled on. And so I do get overwhelmed. I personally, like, sometimes I'll just be in the middle of an audition and all of that overwhelm hits me. And I literally, I just hit the space bar to stop recording and just walk right out of the booth. I'm like, goodbye. I'm taking my pets and I'm, I'm taking my dogs and we're going outside right now because I just can't deal with it. Or I will look at everything on my plate and say, okay, what absolutely has to be done now? What could I do a little bit later and what can be saved until tomorrow? Or thankfully having my sister, if you have someone that helps you, sometimes I say, what can I put onto her plate so that I don't need to do it? Um, so those are like the main ways that I deal with it. But um, I do get I, I do get overwhelmed easily. I mean, ACM's crazy. They send like sometimes eight, 10 auditions themselves in a day or more. Everything is due ASAP. Everybody on that roster is an absolute superstar. So uh, the pressure this year is, is definitely cranked to 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that that reference has come up quite a few times this week. <laughs> Take it to um, 11. <laughs> yeah. And Colleen joked, uh, why follow through when you can start something new? Exactly. <laughs> Just go do something else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Matt wants to know your best advice for a VO who's just starting out after doing some training. Um, my best advice is to try to diversify, uh, the ways that you get your auditions. I think it's really important and to not always go along with what everybody, not what everybody is saying, but there's what I always say about voiceover is there's too much information online and not enough information online. And, um, sometimes people jump to conclusions or make really bold claims and statements without actually backing it up. Um, like in particular, a lot of people, um, hate on the pay to plays and though they can be problematic, um, you can be very strategic and work for really great rates on there. Um, you know, some people will tell you not to do your own demos or your own clips. And I feel like it can be very situational. Um, so I say, you know, you got to figure out how you should run your business and then really trust in that. Definitely listen to the advice of, you know, people like us who have been doing this a long time, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's your business, it's your career and it's your life. And you don't need to run it for anybody else, but yourself. Perfect. I love that. Um, Kat wants to know if you still have your discord server (laughs) entering group. Kat is so great. (laughs) Yeah, I do. So it's called positively voiceover and, um, it is a, like a monthly subscription to be in the group. It's $40 and uh, you get a workshop last month's guest or this what month is it this month's guest we're still in July was Tina Marasco from Sound and Fury. She was incredible. We had so much fun with her. Um, we do a live uh, like marketing meetup the first Saturday of every month, two live workouts, uh, co- coaching on demand when people need me for things. And it's a really great group. It's got we have about 50 people in there. Um, some people have been with me since the very beginning. I launched it about a year and three months ago. And seeing everyone's progression is so great. It's a really nice community. 
That sounds awesome. I'm going to check that out. 40 bucks to 40 bucks for Tina Morasco alone is <laughs> but like J. Michael Collins has been a guest. We've brought in um, my um, agent, Morgan Peterson from Take Three Talent, Daikim Lyles, who's a casting director. Um, it's really, really fun. It's a great group. Nice. I like that. Thanks. Um, Andrea wants to know how you find new folks to reach out to on LinkedIn. Um, oh my goodness. Well, sometimes I'm just randomly browsing. I, for those of you who know me, I am a very passionate gamer. I love video games. <laughs> um, it's literally, I should have said that earlier when uh, we were asking about being overwhelmed because I will be like, goodbye, I'm just going to go play video games for literally the next six hours and nobody can stop me. And I'm just going to go like <laughs> detach myself from reality. Um, but yeah, I, I do a lot of outreach for video games on LinkedIn. Um, and I will just, you know, search the company. Um, and I'm not always necessary, by the way, I will say, I'm not always looking necessarily for like the <clears throat> casting director, say like Andrea Toya's at Blizzard. Like, yeah, you, me and everybody else wants to be in world of Warcraft, but sometimes I'll just follow like, I don't know, a writer or someone in the marketing department. Like, I just like to learn about the company. Um, so I'll be searching a lot of game companies. Um, but I also use, uh, yes, what is it called right now? Um, I bought a marketing list. Why can I not think of what it's called? Oh my gosh. Wait, I'll think of it. Um, anyway, I bought a marketing list and so I have a subscription to it and I will, um, look at all of the people on there that I can email. So I email them and then this is how I do my direct marketing. I email the person that I found in this marketing list. Like, Hey, do you hire people directly for voiceover? If you do great, here's my info. And then I wait 30 days and then I do a LinkedIn outreach. Some people do them like right away. Like they email and they do the LinkedIn request. And I feel like you're kind of missing an opportunity. 30 days out, I go on LinkedIn, find them, send them a message like, Hey, I sent you an email back in June, but I thought this would be a nice place to connect as well. And what's great about that is you hope that they're like, oh, she sent me an email where maybe I missed it or, oh yeah, shoot. I meant to look at that or something like that. So, um, yeah, that's how I use LinkedIn and I was sleeping on it for a long time. And now it's one of my favorite places to do marketing. That's fantastic. I didn't even know that there were lists that you could buy. Agency access. I did it. Ag yeah. Agency access. Um, okay. so agency access is great because what people do is they, you know, get online, they Google like the best production companies in Philadelphia. And then they go and look at that person's website and they're like trying to find who works there. And then they're seeing if there's an email address and then they're looking on LinkedIn. I'm like, you're spending so much time. Like you're spending 20 minutes to track down one person who's probably going to ignore your email. So a hundred percent I'm paying for a list of people that work in video production or the creative arts. And I'm not spending 25 minutes <laughs> tracking down someone unless it's Andrea Toys from Blizzard. And, <laughs> and then I will. <laughs> but other than that, like, just like, you know, someone at a random video production house in like Memphis, like we're not doing 25 minutes on that. It's two minutes. But agency access is great. It has like 70,000 contacts in it. Um, you know, I think people struggle with like what to say and how often to follow up. But, you know, having a list is definitely helpful to work off of or hiring a virtual assistant to do lead generation for you um, can be very helpful as well. Okay. Is your sister available? <laughs> That's what she does. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. How do we get Gina's sister I'm on like, the horn? She does agency access for me. She does audio editing, like for my auditions, especially on the pay to plays. Like I will just send her 10 voice one, two, three auditions in a row and be like, go. She'll just edit and submit them for me. She, I mean, writes my website content. It's great. <laughs> so sometimes Wait. people are like, how do you do everything? And then I say what she does. People are like, oh, <laughs> so it's not just you. I'm like, well, sometimes it's just me, but 
But I, it's really um, helped me. I hired her. Oh, my voice. Sorry. I hired her last summer. Um, and it was like, I noticed such a change. It was very worth it for me to to bring her on and help me, even if it, you know, costs me some of my, my income to be able to do it. Oh, but it also saves you your sanity. And I get to work with, you know, the thing is about working with my sister is like, I trust her with my life. I mean, you know, I've had some other virtual assistants in the past that I hired through, say, Upwork or I don't know, somebody referred somebody to me. And it's like, I don't know, I was always paranoid. Like, what if they're like looking at my client list or (laughs) I don't know, something. So having my sister is like, I mean, she would never, you know, she always wants to make sure that I'm putting my best foot forward and she would protect any of my information. So it's been very helpful to have her, you know, specifically helping me. And it definitely helps to have somebody who understands your business. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, like I said, we've worked together. My, my parents had a family, we had a family business. We worked together from the time we were teens, you know, all the way up until their retirement. And then we just kept working together anyway. (laughs) And then my dad wrote a book and my sister, I wrote two books and my sister edited them and I'm doing his marketing and we're just a bunch of crazy Italians who won't stop working together. So you can't stop the Scarpa family. (laughs) That's fantastic. I love it. Um, (laughs) I'd actually like to go back and touch on the SEO stuff for a little bit. Um, I've heard you talk about SEO and I took pages of notes in (laughs) one short, uh, was it with Mark Scott? Yeah, Vopreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I listened to that and just had, I'd like scribbled. I mean, I should have just (laughs) transcribed everything you said. So as we're putting our websites up, what are the top like basic SEO things that we have to have in place? Yeah. So, I mean, I think what happens when people first get going in voiceover is everybody tells you that you should have a one page website with downloadable demos up at the top of the page with your contact info. And that's fine, right? Like a nice picture of yourself, a little bio, and that's totally fine. But if you're really trying to make a move in terms of your placement in Google, and honestly, I think a better move for direct marketing than SEO is the way to go. I want to put that on a t-shirt. SEO is the way to go. So what you really want is a page of content in every genre you work in or want to work in. And so if you look, you know, if you look at my site, which is ginascarpa.com, you'll see I have commercial video games, animation, corporate narration, e-learning, political, like radio imaging, singing, like it just keeps going. Um, Actually, I just told my sister to do a new page. I was like, Ooh, there's something I don't have that we need. Um, But yeah, so you want a page in every genre. Because realistically, you can only rank for two to three keywords per page. So it would be impossible for anybody here to rank for all of the things you would want to rank for, right? Like you want someone to find you because you're a great audiobook narrator or because you do medical narration really well or because you do political, not possible with a one page website. So that's why you want a page in each genre. And an easy sort of method to follow is talk about what the genre is and then what you bring to the table. And a lot of times, and this is sort of what holds people back with booking too. It's like, you, so many people, it's like, you don't even know what you bring to the table in the genre. Like you coached in it. I mean, you know, or like, oh, I can be conversational. But there's a lot more to that story that you can tell that I think will be really helpful for your website content and as you go into auditions in that genre. And as a bonus, when you are direct marketing, so say me, if I'm in a direct market to a automotive client, I don't send them my homepage. I send them my automotive page because they don't care about anything else other than cars and car dealerships and selling cars. 
So when I'm able to send them my automotive page, it's way more powerful when I'm direct marketing than just sending them to my homepage and being like, figure it out. <laughs> they go on my homepage. They're like, I don't care about your video game demo. I mean, maybe it's cool, but like, I'm not interested that you were in Genshin Impact, like sell me a car. Same with political, same with medical. It's been extremely effective when I'm doing my direct marketing. Um, that's something Mark Scott and I were talking about um, when we did Vopreneur together. That makes so much sense. Um, oh, it's so powerful. It's yeah. So good. You just speak in their language. You're like, we're only speaking medical here. It's like so helpful. And it's just a page of content and videos and a demo that all support exactly what this company does. So, you know, and then obviously if you're ranking well in Google, it's great. I would say the people who work in non-broadcast tend to look more online. Like nobody who works for say, like we're not casting Call of Duty and like going on Google and being like, I wonder if there's any good voice actors for Call of Duty. Like they don't need to try. Everybody wants to be in that video game. Or let's see, even in animation. I just did a workshop with Lisa Ortiz, who's the casting director of Pokemon. She said for the first round of casting for this season, 8,000 auditions, 8,000 just from agents and, and submissions and referrals across the country. She doesn't need to go on Google to find somebody. However, your smaller production company that's putting together a corporate video for someone might say, yeah, I wonder if there's any voice actors I haven't heard yet. Or as we head into the 2024 political season, someone might be saying, yeah, I would like to freshen up our roster, get some new voices going for the new campaign. Who's out there that does political voiceover? Like you having a page that ranks for that is going to be very powerful because most voice actors don't know, don't care, and don't want to know about SEO. And I'm just out here living my best life on Google. <laughs> I'm like, if you guys don't want to do it, that's fine. But I'm telling you right now, you're like, you're missing out. I took that to heart when I redid my website a couple months ago. Yes. Everything was just kind of on one page and I had somebody else build it for me. And I said, but I, I, I want the tabs. And they were like, no, 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 you just need to scroll down. I'm like, no, 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 I, I want the tabs. So <laughs> so I, I built it myself on Wix with help from Jen and Alicia, who told me how to use Wix because I was completely <laughs> clueless. Um and, uh, you know, building out the the extra pages exactly the way you said with the um, the demos for that genre and the videos to support it. And I haven't started marketing so much with it yet, but um, but it's it's getting there. <laughs> and hopefully you won't really need to as much because, you know, people will come to you and say, oh, I found, you know, I found I found your website. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of scams go on with voiceover, like, oh, I found your website and I'm casting this game show, right? <laughs> like the game show scam. And I always tell people, like, if someone emails you and says they found you online, but you haven't done any SEO, they're lying. They didn't find you. Okay. If we search voice, I'm going to do it right now while we're sitting here, but let's search voice actor on Google. And I got 1 billion results. How do you think they found you? They didn't. They're lying. So if you're doing SEO, like Jen's saying, right? Like then the chances are higher that they in fact did find you. Um, and I've had some really great clients find me online and reach out to me directly. Most notably Walgreens um, outright handed me two commercials after finding me online. Why they were looking, I don't know, but I'm not going to argue with them. Wow. Um, but, yeah, but when anybody emails me and says they found me online, even now when SEO is all I talk about, I'm still a little wary. But man, the amount of voice actors are like, I got an email and they say they want to hire me for a TV show. I'm like, stop. They're lying. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes a while to rank in Google. So the fact that, you know, you've done it, even if you haven't marketed it yet, like, you know, you'd hope that soon people will start coming to you and just saying, I found your website and they're telling the truth. <laughs> right. Um, Annie asked, is there a cost difference for a single web page versus multiple pages? 
I mean, no, not in theory. Like, right. If you have Wix or, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I host mine through WordPress just because I feel like it's more customizable and I have this really great web designer who I think is really affordable and easy to work with. Um, but no, like you're not paying to add pages on. Um, you should be able to just do, you know, like on Wix, you could just do it. No problem. Um, and once you have a good basis of what, like, say a sub page would be like commercial, you can just clone it and, or duplicate it and just make the next page and the next page. Like they all kind of, follow, they should all follow the same format. Like if you kind of, if you use my website as an example, like every page starts with an example of my work, my demo and a little intro paragraph, then videos, if I have them in that genre, some of them wouldn't have them like radio imaging um, and it wouldn't be a video. And then below that, all of the text. So they all follow the same format. And then I'm just sort of, you know, filling it in to talk about that specific genre. So no, it shouldn't cost you more. Fantastic. And I'm seeing more things pop up. So let me check. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the chat is you, popping off. Yeah. If you have a person to take care of your cert, your site, WordPress works well. Okay. Yeah. I can't use WordPress to save my life. Cannot uh, do it. I, I did use it for, I mean, when I was working as the editor in chief of um, Reality Wanted and a couple other sites, we used WordPress. But what I feel, that was kind of complicated at the time. And then, I don't know, I went away from it for a while. And when I came back, I was like, I'm too old and I don't remember it. I don't care anymore. So I, <laughs> I hired a web designer. I was like, you do it. I, I don't know what's going on anymore. But I know how to like do basic you know, updates on my website. Like I'll go and update my copy. I'll switch out my videos or my demos and stuff like that. But it's a little complicated. Like definitely Wix and Squarespace are way more like drag and drop user-friendly. For sure. My last website was on WordPress. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you it took me two hours when I got my new headshots to find where <laughs> to change my picture that would <laughs> pop up like in, um, I don't even, I'm sure it has a name. Like if you do a Google search of me, the little picture that would come up next to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Finding that to change it was, oh my goodness, it was a nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> and downloadable demos definitely key oh my god like literally non-negotiable i get so mad when i go on people's sites and then like links me to soundcloud i'm like get out of here please like <laughs> actually um so i just sent out a casting uh like i said over the weekend and today to a bunch of male voice actors that are either on the roster or just on my radar at positive voices and one of them was traveling with his kids and he was like, listen, I'm on vacation. Like, I don't really, I mean, if you want me to do it, like I can do it Wednesday. I was like, don't worry about it. I went to his website, grabbed his demo, downloaded it, and then added it into the Dropbox and said, look, he's away, but listen to his stuff and maybe he's the right person. So like, it would have been so frustrating if it wasn't downloadable. He's on vacation. I don't want to bother him. Right. And, you know, you'd be surprised when people, you know, go on your website, download it and think, yeah, I'm going to save this for later. I might refer back to it or something like that. So to me, it is an absolute non-negotiable. Wix has the ability to do it. Squarespace, WordPress, everybody does. If it's not downloadable on your website, like priority number one, literally go do that tonight, please. I guess and I'm not doing. Info, contact info at the top, please. Oh my gosh. Like not, a con- I mean, yes, a contact form, but your email address and phone number, if you're comfortable with it at the top of the page, one of my like pieces of advice I give people is everything they need should be before they even have to scroll. Um, every, they shouldn't have to go anywhere. So if you like, if you go on my site, it's like, you could listen to my commercial demo, download it, get my email address, get my phone number, which is a Google number. I don't put my real cell phone because some weirdo was calling me late at night. Um, and you know, they don't need to scroll any further. 
it's a really great marketing tool. All of my socials are at the top as well. And they're in the footer, but if you don't scroll, you still have everything you need. Exactly. Um, we had a, a show a few weeks ago about web design, and that was the one thing that we just had to stress to everybody was keep it yes. above the fold. Please. Everything has everything. to be Everything. Correct. Like, oh, that's a really nice picture, but it, it doesn't help me get in touch with you. So. No, it doesn't. <laughs> So, all right, we are basically at the top of the hour. NJ, did you want to jump in with anything else before we wrap up? No, let's ask her some questions for fun. All right. <laughs> go for it. So before we let anybody go, you're on the hook with three for fun questions, James Lipton style. Oh my gosh. Whoa, that's so fun. I didn't know you did this. We do. So the I'm first ready. question is, what singer, band, or composer are you enjoying right now? Um, always since for the last 20 years, the answer is Ben Folds. <laughs> I just, he's like the music of my adult life and his music brings me joy and makes me sad at the same time. Love it. If you happen to be a podcast person, what have you been listening to lately? Um, I'm not the biggest podcast person, but I have started listening to Gabby Bernstein because I've been trying to work more and more on my anxiety and healing things inside of me. So, uh, yeah, Gabby's awesome. And I also like listening to uh, Mel Robbins. Nice. And the final question and our favorite, what is your favorite dessert? Um, oh my gosh, green tea ice cream maybe, or, oh, or death by chocolate. If you've never had death by chocolate, it's just layers of chocolate cake, chocolate pudding, Cool Whip and Heath Bar. And it's like unreal. It's so good. I'm actually going to make it tomorrow because the new Hearthstone set drops if you're a gamer. And so I'm going to be playing <laughs> card games all day and eating chocolate cake and literally nobody can stop me. That's what I'm doing all day. <laughs> if, if, it's, if I don't have to do an audition, I will just be eating chocolate cake and playing card games all day. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we are at the top of the hour, and we want to remind everyone that VO Booth Besties is live two days a week. We invite you to join us on Monday nights at 5 Pacific and our VO 101 series on Thursdays at 10 a.m. And meanwhile, be sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn. We didn't ask you, Gina, are you cool with people connecting with you on LinkedIn? Oh yeah, absolutely. I should have asked. Okay. I, I love yes, I love connecting with people. Um definitely like LinkedIn and Twitter are like my two favorite places to connect with people and I'm very very grateful to this community. Um voiceover in many ways has it's definitely changed my life and in many ways it's saved my life, so I love um being in touch with people and just being part of this community. Excellent. Uh, also join us um, on the VO Booth Besties Facebook group. Replays are all available to listen to on our website, boothbesties.com, our YouTube podcast, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share your comments, like, and subscribe. It helps get our message out, our interviews. It shares the love with more people who want to learn about voiceover. So please help us out there. Sign up for the VO Booth Besties Monday newsletter so you know what's coming up in the week ahead, and you'll find discounts from our affiliate partners there as well. And coming up Thursday, this is kind of big news, we are wrapping up our VO 101 series with the incredible Bridget Reel. It has been an incredible run. We have covered quite literally every aspect of getting your voiceover business off the ground. And Bridget will bring it all together on Thursday. So we hope you'll join us and have a great night. Thanks again, Gina. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. VO Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.